we did this survey together with um, the NRDs and the Department of, of Environment and Energy. And I was most interested in, in it for its implications for soil and nutrient management. But, okay. So water was sampled from 642 wells in 2020. And just a recap for the state, across the state, and then I'll get into the specifics for Central. Um, the irrigation supply in 10 acre inches compared to the removal in 200 bushels of corn grain was 100% of the wells supplied sufficient calcium and chloride. 93% supplied sufficient magnesium, 73% for sulfur, 20% for potassium, 16% for manganese or molybdenum, 7% for boron, and uh, very little pea supply, but a few wells supplied sufficient zinc, copper, and iron to prevent a negative balance. 70% of the wells had a limine effect sufficient to neutralize the acidification of 200 pounds of fertilizer nitrogen. Most wells statewide were at less than 4.4 parts per million nitrate N, but 25% had greater than 10%. And there are relatively low nutrient and lime supply uh, for wells in the sand hills, but relatively high for wells of less than 100 feet, foot depth. Uh, one way we looked at the results was by well category, where we had the wells in 11 different categories, depending on combinations of aquifer, geology, and well depth. And for Central, uh, the wells were uh, mostly high plains wells, or all of them were high plains wells, I would say, depending on where you want to draw your line. Um, Eastern Nebraska, we get into these with the diamonds that are the Maha um, Dakota Aquifer, and then the triangles represent wells in Paleo Valleys, PV in the legend. Uh, we looked at difference in depth as represented by the let's say, what is it, pink or orange color and a purple color. And so um, we see like in Central Platte, we have quite a number of wells of less than 100 foot depth. And going back again, the yellow dots represent sand hills wells. Much of our data is presented in whisker box diagram. So here we just show one box but the figures I'll be showing, it shows 23, that is one for each NRD. On the y-axis, on the left-hand side, we have the values associated with the property that we're looking at. And then on the bottom axis, the x-axis, there will be a listing of the NRDs. With these diagrams, 50% of the observations are in the box, and 25% are each represented by the upper and lower whiskers. X is the average, 
This horizontal line across the box is the median, that is 50% of the points are above, 50% below. And the circles are outliers, considered statistical outliers, but real values, they're measured values. So here we have well depth. And if you look at the color scheme down here, the wells that NRDs that we considered for the central analysis are in blue as compared to orange for eastern and green for western. And we have the in the diagram the wells uh, in feet again by NRD with a diagram whisker box. But then we also have it here in the map. So the yellow dots are wells less than 103 feet deep and the black dots are greater than 323 feet deep. So there's quite a range in depth as indicated with both images, uh, some greater than 600 feet. And the shallow wells are mostly in alluvial aquifers of the Platte River. Uh, here we look at results for nitrate. We also looked at ammonium nitrogen, but there was very little and generally below the reliable detection levels. In the diagrams, we are presenting the results of nutrient applied in 10 acre inches, which is determined by multiplying parts per million by 2.265. So we see some, you know, quite high uh, nitrate concentrations for upper Elkhorn, also quite a bit for um, um, Central Platte and um, Tri-Basin, etc. Um, and you can see that also with the dots, the yellow is less than uh, 1.3 parts per million, the black greater than 11.5. The Sand Hills wells mostly had low nitrate nitrogen. This is probably due to a number of things, including their relative newness, their depth, their deep wells. And on average, these wells, when they were described, had layers of low transmission. Um, on average, there were three of these layers with an average thickness of 15 inches. So those layers would do a lot to hinder the development of, um, to hinder the movement of contaminants to the pumping zone. Um, so I'm looking at this, again, we have the amount supplied in 10 acre inches. And if you look at the y-axis, the range of values differs from, for instance, with copper from just zero to 0 0.5 and 0.05, and with uh, iron from zero to two. We also have the values here for the amount of nutrient removed in 200 bushels of corn, such as 35.6 pounds in 200 bushels of phosphorus, 0.17 for zinc, 0.43 for um, iron, and 0.014 for for copper. The wells in Central generally supplied very little of these nutrients, and so I won't spend more time. For manganese, boron, uh, molybdenum, 
uh, chloride, there was some supply. And again, look at the y-axis, uh, like for molybdenum, it ranges from zero to 0 0.06, but for chloride, it's from zero to 250. You put on a lot of chloride. The percent of the wells that supplied in 10 acre inches more than is removed in harvest of 200 bushels of grain were 45% for manganese, 10% for molybdenum, 3% for boron, and 100% for, for um, chloride. So this you know, could be of significant economic values and value in making fertilizer use decisions if you have good water information for your crops. Potassium is a great interest. We see quite a bit of supply with um, uh, some of our NRDs in Central, like um, you know, on average about over 35 pounds supplied in 10 acre inches in, with Central Platte, and um, much less in the Sand Hills where you see the yellow values. About 44% of the central wells supply greater than 28.4 pounds of potassium in 10 acre inches. Now in the sand hills, they're probably putting on more than 10 acre inches. And then 64% of the wells would supply sufficient potassium to maintain the balance in um, 15 acre inches. Here the data is presented for calcium, and we're addressing magnesium here as well because the magnesium and calcium results were quite correlated. But we see with the um, some of the central NRDs, like Central Platte, for instance, um, and um, Tribasin, there's quite a lot of calcium applied. And look at the range here. I mean, it runs up to 600 pounds and 10 acre inches. But with Sandhills wells, like the uh, upper loop, very little supplied. Still, all the wells were putting on enough calcium um, to exceed the 2.6 pounds of calcium that's removed in a harvest of um, 200 bushels of corn. And most of the wells put on sufficient magnesium. Now, one thing about the calcium applied in the sand hills that it might be valuable for prevention of aluminum toxicity associated with low soil pH. The calcium is in solution, so it moves down through the topsoil into the subsoil and will displace the aluminum that's attached to the exchange complex, and the aluminum is then leached out. We'll get to the limine effect of, uh, of uh, the irrigation water soon. Um, another thing that some operators in the Sandhills do is put on a quite a bit of manure. If they're putting on beef feedlot manure, they put on a quite a bit of calcium. Um, but if it's swine manure, it does not have a, a limine value. Sulfur, a lot of sulfur supply. Uh, for instance, with Central Platte and uh, Tri-Basin again. And less in some other cases, certainly with the sand hills. So um, about 13.6 pounds is removed in 200 bushel. The yellow dots indicate less than 11. 
parts per million, but again, multiply that by 2.25 to get an idea as to where you're getting adequate supply. So 77% of the essential wells supply greater than 13.6 pounds of sulfur in 10 acre inches. And of course, if you're putting on more like 15 acre inches, the supply is greater. One thing about sulfur, boron, and chloride, get the chloride soon, or did the chloride already, is that they're anions and so they leach out easily. What's applied as fertilizer doesn't stay around long if you have sandy soil. Whereas with the irrigation, much of it is being applied as the crop is using it. Here we get to the limeate effect. To interpret these results, consider it takes 340 pounds of ag lime to neutralize the acidification of 200 pounds of fertilizer mixture. And you do get acidification with not biological nitrogen fixation by silicating other crops. Here our range goes up to 3,000 pounds of ag lime equivalent. So that's ag lime equivalent, 60% effective. And um, see you again, not much supply with the Sandhills wells much more further south here, southeast. So the limeine effect of 10 acre inches was greater than 340 pounds of ag lime for 64% of the wells and nearly all the wells outside the sand hills. Sodium is not a nutrient required by crops, but it does have implications for the soil properties. Sodium does, if it's too much in the soil, it causes the soil aggregates to break down so that when the soil is wetted, it's sort of slippery feeling. When it's dry, it gets to be hard and the water infiltration is greatly reduced. We look at sodium relative to the concentration of calcium and magnesium to get the sodium absorption ratio or SAR. Now we do have some high values, such as this above five in the central plot, uh, but these are not problematic levels. We did not find any wells in the survey that had problematic levels of SAR. Although there might have been problematic levels when they drilled, but they farmers often not to use those wells for irrigation when they saw the problem. Electrical conductivity is a measure of salinity or soluble salts in the water. And again, although we had some bit high values, none of these levels are problematic for the wells that were sam sampled and sent. So to conclude, the irrigation supply in 10 acre inches was greater than removal in 200 bushel per acre of corn grain for all the wells with calcium and magnesium. Or calcium. 88% of the wells for magnesium, 77% for sulfur, 44% for potassium, 45% for manganese, 10% for molybdenum. So, um, you know, great opportunities for reducing fertilizer costs if people are applying some of these. And remember, the main source of these nutrients is the soil. Uh, boron, zinc, copper, iron for only a few wells. The limine re neutralizes the acidification of 200 pounds of fertilizer and for 64% of the central wells. Uh, most central wells 
were above 5.2 parts per million for nitrate N, but 34% were above 10 parts per million, so well above the state average. Relatively low nutrient and lime supply for most sandhills wells, but high for wells of less than 100 feet. Salinity, salinity and sodium were of little concern. So we saw patterns of high and low concentration, but still there's much variation within short distances. Therefore, uh, to take advantage of the well water, you want to test it for uh, individual wells or groups of similar wells to optimize nutrient and soil management. And we suggest using the water information together with soil test information to decide on fertilizer and lime use according to the University of Nebraska recommendations. We should have an a, a extension circular out soon that reports the results in detail. The data set has been published, so it's freely available. If you want, send me an email and I'll send you uh, this link. Thank you.